morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Billy, the chart analysis expert, and NFT Tones is joining us, so I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how social media giant Meta is adding value to the NFT market, as you can now display all of your crypto assets on Facebook and Instagram. BlackRock is launching a crypto ETF in Europe, as Warner Brothers Music Group is partnering with OpenSea, allowing specific crypto assets to build Web3 communities. Flare Network is set to go live in the coming weeks. We show our listeners an important update on this long-awaited airdrop, while the CFTC is doing their best to grab a hold of the crypto market, now claiming that Bitcoin and Ethereum are under their control. Ripple received a massive win in the XRP lawsuit as Judge Torres ordered the SEC to hand over the William Hinman documents. With Ripple versus the SEC case looking more bullish than ever, we discuss why we've been saying 2023 is the year of institutional adoption. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Sorry, I do have to whisper this morning because I am in the business center of my building. We're starting off at the bottom today because we got NFT tones. NFTs are going to be added to Meta and Instagram, my friend. What does it mean to you? And thanks for being here. Yo, I am so excited for that because that is huge news. And I feel like the more we see massive adoption for NFT in this space, the more we're going to see it become more relevant. And it's huge to see that Meta is now pushing it to Facebook and Instagram. We knew it was going to come, but here it is. It's finally coming. And I think this is amazing. Awesome, Billy. How you feeling this morning? I'm excited to have you. Everyone is going to be talking about the Ripple news as when they released that William Hinman's documents are going to go to Ripple, that price pumped about 9% instantly. So pretty cool stuff. What's on your mind, Billy? I mean, it's always exciting. <clears throat> It'll be even more exciting. We see what's in it if they actually show it. Uh, even more exciting when it all gets done and we get regulations. But uh, have y'all heard of Quant? I just want to, I don't know if y'all heard of Quant. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. All right. No, man, I miss you guys. I love seeing you. Uh, I hope you're good and safe in, in Florida. Abs. Awesome, guys. I'm doing well. I'm here in Miami and I survived the storm. Johnny Crypto, what's up, my friend? How you feeling this morning? Thanks for being here. I'm feeling good. Never heard of Quant. Don't know what that is. So hopefully you guys can let me know what's going on. Billy, great to see you, brother. Hopefully you make it through the show. I know you're right in the heart of the storm right now. So for everybody out there, please send some love and high vibrations to Billy and his internet line. Hopefully everybody can make it through it. And uh, great to see you guys all. And good morning, Warrior Maniacs. Glad to see you all out there today. Hopefully you're all safe. We got some great news today, some big ripple news today. Awesome. Thank you, Johnny. We already have 175 live listeners joining us this morning. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to be talking about everything. Quant, Ripple, Ethereum, you name it. We're covering it today. But let's get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. So go smash that follow button. We're trying to break 2,000 followers. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is still an extreme fear this morning. Johnny, as you can tell, the last month has been pretty boring. So let's get right into the total coin market cap because we're sitting at $964 billion this morning. Bitcoin is at 40% dominance. Ethereum is about 17%. We got Bitcoin sitting at about 20 grand flat this morning at $20,070. Ethereum is $1,300. XRP is $0.48. Cents. 
minutes. And we saw a nice pump yesterday after we realized that the SEC was going to be forced to show us the William Hinman document. So I'm excited to cover that article today. Cardano was at 43 cents. We got Polygon at 78. Avalanche at $18. Stellar is 11 cents. Algorand is 36 cents and Quant is continuing to move this morning. Johnny Crypto, that's where I'd love to start. We got Quant at $142 and we're going to cover a long list of partnerships today, whether it's MIT, Oracle. We know why this is moving. Why don't you break it down? Yeah, I'm pissed off, man. I I, I got to lie. I don't want to see Quant move. I, I, I feel bad because I told Mario I thought we'd see 60. I really wanted this thing to go the other way. I had some money set aside to buy it. Smash that war, that like button. Give it a warrior elbow drop, guys. Make sure people can see this content. Help out your friends and, and other fellow warrior maniacs to see this content. But, you know, I really wanted to see a test, a retest of that 68 where I saw some support there, but it didn't even come close. Yeah, there it is. It didn't even go. It was about 65, 68. Didn't even come close to it. This son bitch is going the other direction. We just broke a new, you know, high. So we may be going to, yeah, we, we may be testing 440 again. And I guess I'm just going to have to go with the bags half full. I wanted it more full, but this was one of my favorite ones. And, well, what are you going to do? Hey, Billy, I'm no chart analysis expert, but when I look at the quant chart, it appears that we have an inverse head and shoulders here. So that 40%, uh, that $40 price target is probably never going to be seen again. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. All-time high here is just below $400. What are you anticipating, and why do you believe this token's moving during the bear market? It's because it has utility and now, you know, money's starting to flow into it. We've had in the stock market, we've had like a 25% pullback and we still have, I feel like we still have a little bit more to go. But the fact, and I'll just touch on Bitcoin too, the fact that Bitcoin is staying so stable where it is, is pretty impressive to be honest. Um, that just tells me that there's more um, volume coming in and starting to settle it down and turn it back the other way. And I think the, the institutions are starting to understand how Quant is financially going to help them, how it's going to work. People are getting more into it. And it, I mean, it's going to be one of the ones, just like Chainlink. I got into Chainlink this weekend. Um, and if you look at the chart right there, I mean, it almost looks like a another cup and handle for me. And if that, if boy, if that's the cup and that's the right there, you see it? Go back to, go back to that chart there, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little dip right there. Yeah, all the way come all the way back from that. But if we're at the, the little the little cup part right now, I'm totally fine with that. That's why I said before, anything under ninety nine dollars, I'm, I'm getting as much as I can because of the utility behind this. I mean, this is this is just as big, just like I feel like chain right now. I feel like I'm robbing these people at seven dollars. And yeah. it's pretty interesting. We covered that Swift news yesterday. I want to get some thoughts from NFT tones because we know the banking system has no choice but to upgrade and Swift is choosing Chainlink as part of their upgrade that they're going under. So what are you anticipating? We always talk about the ISO coins and I'd love to show our listeners there. We got XRP, Hedera, IOTA. None of those were mentioned with the upgrade of Swift. But when we talk about Chainlink, that is the main competitor to Quant. And it's very interesting. It seems to be like Quant and Chainlink are going to be the two blockchains that connect everything going forward. But NFT Tones, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. I find that really interesting because it shows that there's going to be a competitor to Quant. And it's actually a good thing because it shows that one blockchain won't own the whole thing. There won't just be a monopoly. So it's actually a really good thing. And I think it'll actually help develop and push more of the banking system onto uh, upgrades for the future. And it'll be really interesting to see what blockchain everybody or most banks actually end up using. 
Johnny Crypto, everyone's saying that we missed out on that $40 price for Quant, but one of the things everyone's anticipating is a Black Swan event. And I want to remind our listeners that the Shemitah ended on September 26th. So what do you think, Roto? If the market takes a big dip because Quant has utility, will it sustain its wealth or will it dip with the rest of the market? And then we'll get into some articles for today. No, the, the, the trend of the market, you never can... You know, there's an old saying, and Billy will know this, and so will a lot of traders. They say the trend is your friend. So if the markets are going down... Everything's going down. Nothing nothing survives the trend because it's just the overall direction. But I will say this. This is the kind of stuff that gets me super excited. So thank you, Brandy, for sharing it. You know, knowing that she got in it. <clears throat> or actually, I should say she didn't even know about it until the show, right? And then we educated her. She did her homework and decided to buy in. And good for her, Brandy. Good for you. Glad, glad that this show is helping improve your life. That's what we're trying to do here. And in the long run, I think that will that will happen. But no, I don't think anything is immune abs to the trend. Um, now, what I think is when you're in the trend, whether it's up or down, certain things will be amplified more or less, depending on if they're in a favorable status with with the you know, with with investors at that time. Um, so at the end of the day, if we go down, quant is going to go down. Now, will it go as low as everything else? No, maybe not. And to be honest with you, those are the opportunity times. And that's why I'm kind of aggravated myself because I was buying when it went to 40, but not enough. I should I should have taken more advantage of it. I was retarded. Johnny, and I got to correct myself really quick because Mentelect is calling me out and he is correct. So Chainlink and Quant are not competitors. I misspoke there. What Quant does is it connects the traditional financial system to the quantum financial system. And what Chainlink does is it incorporates the traditional finance into the blockchain. There is a fundamental difference there. Oh, thanks, my the friend. Reason why, my the team. reason why people get them confused is because in one sense, they're trying to bring communication and blockchains together. And they both kind of do that in different ways. And I think that's where the confusion is. Thanks, Roto. And let's get into our first news article because everybody is excited about the news we're going to dive into today. Yeah, we got Judge cool. Torres overruling the SEC and ordering the SEC to overturn the Hindman documents and give them to Ripple. This is a massive win for Ripple, and it's something we've been talking about since the beginning of the lawsuit. In 2018, William Hinman gave a speech and told everyone that Ethereum was not a security. In doing so, Ripple met the same qualifications, and so Ripple wouldn't be a security. But we're going to dive into how that broke down. Before we start the show today, I want to remind our listeners of what Ripple's main goal is here. So I'm going to let this short clip play, and then we'll get some comments from the group. Here we go. One thing, if there is one message that you can get in this room is Ripple is not an ordinary company. We are not here to make us have a small market share or do X, do Y and make small amount of money or something to happen. We are here to make a dent in the universe. Either we will change the remittance universe, the way you understand, the way value gets transferred across the world between people, between institutions. Or we will just fade away. So it Boom. It's hit or miss here. He's swinging for the bleachers. He's going for the Grand Slam, Billy. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. They said they're going to leave a dent in the universe. And he goes on to say that they have much larger goals than just replacing Swift. What do you think he means by that? And before we dive into the news for today, how are you feeling about the, the uh, SEC case? Bro, it, it's, it's time to put up or shut up. We're, we're at that point. There's an apex, you know. We have ascending wedges. We play all kind of different things. That resistance has been the judge and everything, and now she's finally ruled. They got to put up or shut up. Something, something's got to happen at this point. We are at the apex. When that's going to be, I don't know, but I am very excited about this. But hearing this guy speak, this this goes to what I've liked about XRP and the leadership team. It's because they're very concise. They're very um, they communicate their vision 
really well. And the fact that they they put it out there, we want to make a dent in the universe. That's what I want to hear when I'm investing with someone. I want to know you're going after it all. And they, they, they literally, they haven't said it, but they've said it. They're going after all the money. Why not? If you have something that nobody else has and you can do something that nobody else does and you have the relationships that nobody else has and you're going to the conferences that nobody else goes to, bro, that's all bullish sentiments for me. So just hearing this is even more of me loving their leadership. Johnny, and I think it really speaks to why the SEC sued Ripple in the first place. They're here to make a dent in the universe. And if anybody understands that, it's the United States regulators. So we know that the SEC is going to be forced to hand over the William Hinman documents. How's it feel to be making money right up? Well, first of all, I'd like everybody to make a dent in the keyboard. Give that like button, a warrior elbow drop, smash that son bitch. Second of all, you know, I'm glad to see that that Jeremy finally showed up on a Friday show. We've hey, to- welcome, Jeremy. I'm here for everyone to come and heckle me. I welcome you to heckle me anytime. In fact, Jer- Jerry, Jeremy, my father calls him Jerry. Call Jeremy. Come on the show. We'd love to have you heckle us because we miss you. But um, getting back to this article, this thing is the most exciting thing. Uh, well, a couple things. So one, I love this guy. I love I love how he says, we're, we're not here to make a little bit of money. <laughs> we're here to make a lot of money. And you know they are. I mean, shit, they spent $100 million just on the freaking lawsuit. So these guys are are sitting on a shit ton of money. Uh, or, you know, but the, at, the, at the end of the day, the mentality, as Billy talked about, is what I'm excited about. Ripple is here to stay. And these guys want to own the, the universe. They want to own a big chunk of this which is why I'm super excited that, you know, for those of you who are accredited investors, I highly, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not financial advice, so I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But I will tell you that if you are an accredited investor, you can actually get access to Ripple on LinkedIn. So I'd advise you at least go check that out and make your own investment decision. But because that's another way to profit off of Ripple in XRP is you can own them both. And a lot of people don't know that. They think some people, the newbies think Ripple and XRP are the same thing. They're not. Ripple is the company. XRP is the 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 currency of the blockchain. So, you know, you, there's an opportunity on both for, for certain folks. So that's exciting. But two, the news. The judge just went and pow, just bitch slapped him again. And I here's the thing, guys. And it's great our news that she basically withstood or denied the request to block the Hinman News uh, emails. That's like the third time that's happened now. And the reality is, guys, I don't think we're ever, 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 ever seeing those emails. What's probably going to happen now when and i don't know the court case i don't know how this works i should say i don't know the legal stuff. so i don't know how many more times <clears throat> the sec could go back and keep saying you know asking for a different kind of delay or request of not showing those him in the emails but i could say this when they finally finally have run out of the attempts to be able to to block those things and they have to release them because i think it's the fifth time now that they've had to been told to release it when that has stopped and they no longer can do that that's when this case gets settled because in my guess, and again, just purely a guesstimate, we obviously know they don't want anybody seeing those emails because we know in there it probably says XRP is no security. And the minute that comes out, the case is over and SEC is not letting that happen. So you will see a settlement and I guess it'll be relatively soon. One of the things that this is exposed for the everyday investor is that the SEC is playing by the same nefarious activity that the rest of the crypto market is. And we're going to break that down right now because they said that XRP doesn't have utility. 
Well, the central banks disagree. We actually have a published report here breaking down all the utilities that XRP has. We've got Forex, which is dollar trading, escrow, real-time settlements, payment for digital goods, peer-to-peer purchases, central bank IOUs, decentralized exchanges, and online voting. NFT tones, you had a rant for the century just a couple of weeks ago when somebody came on here and said that all of cryptocurrency has no utility. I'd love to give you the floor here. Look at all this XRP utility. How the hell is the SEC claiming this is a security? Yo, because they don't want to open their eyes. This lawsuit shouldn't have even been a thing in the first place. It was just here to cause bullshit. It's, in fact, it was probably here so that they could look, so the bigger dogs could get in at a lower price before it actually got to pump. And what's interesting here is if we count, we actually see eight things of utility. And it's actually insane that they said there was no utility here. I, it just blows my mind. It really does boggle my mind. But on another note, Johnny Crypto, stop ha- telling people to smash their keyboards and their mouses because uh, you're going to have to be sending out a lot of XRP to uh, replace it. Hey, if anyone um, can afford it, it's Johnny Crypto, my friend. Hey, hey hold on. I just stand corrected. I actually agree with Crypto Phantom. He's absolutely right. <clears throat> so I said we will never see those emails. Actually, we will. After they settle the lawsuit, that's exactly what happened. Somebody will leak them out. They'll squeak out. They'll get out there somehow. But I just noticed the bearable bull is in the house. Holy crap. We haven't seen oh, him in a while. Bull, the bearable bull. Twitter bull. I've been tweeting you. We want to get you back on the show. So check the DMs. We'd love to have you back on if you're listening. Uh, we missed the bearable bull. It's been a while since we had him on. Awesome. And I think it's shout out to MoonPay, right, Roto? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's an inside joke. But we're going to get Moonbeam, Moonbeam. Moonbeam, that's what I meant to say. Sorry, Moonbeam. But (laughs) NFT Tones, I'd love to get your thoughts on this next article. We are going to dive into more Ripple XRP news, but I want to get your opinion on this first, as NFTs are now going to be allocated on Facebook and Instagram going forward. This is massive, not only for NFTs as a market, but just increasing the utility for these projects. Now we always talk about how people will purchase a $50,000 Rolex to show people they can afford it. Well, I'm sure they're going to be showing their $4.4 million crypto punks on these platforms. So social media giant Meta is announcing a cross-platform functionality for NFTs across its networks. You can now showcase their digital collectibles on Meta's marquee platforms such as Facebook and Instagram going forward. NFT tells there's no reason to dive anything besides that. What does this mean to you? And What do you think this could do for the NFT market? Everyone's going to be showing their stuff on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, and this is huge because I I know people love to be in that whole uh, higher uh, status of like society. People like to be a part of the club. So it's actually really interesting to see this because now people won't have to go through so many like loops and holes to actually show off their NFT. And I think this will make it really important for people to actually gain access and see this market. And as more and more people actually get involved and see like the type of art and stuff that I think is going to be involved. And I think I'm pretty sure that NFTs are going Facebook since they own Oculus Quest. I'm pretty sure they're going to involve NFTs in some of their games. And it'll be interesting to see what else they do. And what's pretty cool is we showed an article earlier this week stating that Meta had already invested $70 billion into creating their own personal metaverse. But I'd like to read some more quotes before we go to Billy here. This new partnership is going to allow everyone on Facebook and Instagram to show their NFTs and digital collectibles. This includes the ability for cross-posting on both platforms at the same time. This is available to every single U.S. customer as well as 100 other countries around the world. 
couple of the wallets that are supported are Rainbow, Ethereum, Flow, and Polygon, some of our favorite projects there. And I want to remind our listeners that Flow is making waves in the NFT space as they actually partnered with Ticketmaster earlier this year to issue NFL tickets on their platform. But I want to kick it to Billy. Billy, we're going right back to the XRP news after this. So just broad thoughts. What's this mean to you? Uh, this, this is all good news. I think NFTs are going to be big in the future, especially for artists, uh, musical artists, going to concerts, different types of sports, sporting events. Think about you won't be able to fake the tickets that they fake now. It'll cut down on a lot of that. Then you can have even more special VIP, uh, build even better communities. There's, there's so many positives to this, man. Somebody said, my house will be an NFT one day. Well, you can do that right now, actually using Propy. Okay. NFT Tones interviewed the CEO of that project. So go check that out if you want to learn more about NFTs and the real estate market. Johnny Crypto, any closing comments? We got 260 live listeners joining us. And I'm sure you're listening for that Ripple XRP news. So we're diving right into that. Roto, what's your thoughts? Yeah, there's no question about it. That's that's a big news there. So yeah, let's dive into that one. <clears throat> oh, any thoughts on this NFT news really quick? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, Meta's, I've been saying for day one that Meta is the one that's going to drive this whole thing because they're the most well-known money. And I think what they spend, what we say, are they $70 million they put into this? Billion. 70 billion. billion. Jesus Christ, that's a big-ass number. So, yeah, there's no question that you're going to see them driving it. I've been saying it from day one. In fact, it's so funny that you showed this article. Last night, I made my list of stocks that I want to get into. Um, there's like a, what I call a metaverse portfolio set of stocks. And there's about one, two, three, four, five. I got six of them on there. And Meta's one of them. But I'm waiting for this, you know, what I believe to be like this bottom drop where I think the markets are going to kind of crap out in the November time frame. So to me, that's where I want to start putting that portfolio together. Meta is absolutely one of them. I'm, I really think these guys are going to be driving the metaverse. I totally agree, Johnny and Billy. One of the most overinflated markets that happened during C19 was tech stocks. And as we can see, Google is cutting employees, Apple is cutting employees, and now Meta has joined that group. Meta is freezing hiring and warning employees of a restructuring, basically meaning people are going to be fired. What do you think this is, and when are we going to see this technology industry start to boom again? We were so overinflated, that money has to leave the market. I think I think we're overinflated in a lot of sectors, in a lot of areas. So when I was doing that presidential analysis, I found a few uh, a few things that's going on, just like with right now in the time of year that we're in. So if you look at the Wall Street crash, it was in uh, September. If you look at the Black Monday, it was in October. Friday the 13th was in October. The dot-com bubble was in October. October. The 2008 recession was in September. And then we look where we are right now. So we know on average the market pulls back about 33%. Over the last 100 years, we've pulled back 33%. We're currently at 25%. Understanding that that we are never going to catch the bottom. If we start DCAing into these companies right now, it, the bear market usually lasts what I think it's 289 days. So when we come out of that, you're talking about huge gains over the next few years. I mean, and all you have to do is be patient. Understand where we are in the market right now is the perfect time. I can't I can't tell you. Just be patient. Do a little bit of research, invest wisely, make sure if you're doing crypto, you have utility coins. Um, as far as the stock market, I'm looking at 20 year uh, history charts, make sure they have a good pullback to a trend. And right now, man, is where millionaires are going to be made. If you can be patient and just hold steady, man, we've been through this before. This is a, this is this is a reoccurring thing. This is things they do. We have a pattern set. We know what time of year we know we're going to come back around the first year to April. Um, at least in the stock markets, but no, I'm comfortable. I'm happy as hell right now because I'm going to get paid. 
And I'm excited, Billy, because we have so much news on the horizon, whether it's for Ripple or other blockchain companies around the world. I'd love to start off with today with a little bit of conspiracy because my main man, Billy, is in here. And we've got some news coming out of India saying that India is going to shut down their banks for 20 days in October. After this, we're going to show you how India and Ripple have actually been connected for about three years now. So let this short video play and then we'll get some comments from our group, hopefully drawing some connections to XRP. banking system is going to be using cryptocurrency very very soon starting october 1st in india they're shutting down their banks for 20 days in the month of october they're bringing in the crypto system that's pretty much the gist of it there but billy i want to go right back to you because you just brought up some insane statistics that i didn't know all of those housing crisis all of the economic collapses they happened in october and india seems to be preparing for that we've talked about how the switch needs to be flipped so we can get the traditional finance over to blockchain is this that moment i don't know i guess we're gonna we're gonna wait and see i know this makes my my little hairs on the back of my neck stand up a little bit because i mean everything's coming to fruition everything that we've been talking about you know we didn't know a specific time or area um but you can feel the energy in the world's changing we have a king of england now there's there's a lot of, of things that come with that there's a lot of transitions and then the way the World Bank is operating, the just how everything is coming together, what we've been saying. So, yeah, that, this makes me get my conspiracy side up a little bit, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but this goes right into play with everything else. So we'll and here's what's exciting, Billy. We're about to tie this thing back to Ripple and the Federal Reserve. So when March 29th of 2019, India's Federal Reserve Bank partnered with Ripple to use XRP for cross-border payments, what happened is – they actually decided that they were going to be using RippleNet to facilitate payments going forward. So the federal bank in India has entered a partnership with Ripple Inc., a blockchain-supported global remittance company for cross-border remittance network. The new partnership will allow the federal bank to participate in a cross-border payments via RippleNet. Ripple's platform offers safe and secure cross-border payments for all banks, and it's only natural that they bring in the latest technology, which led them to partner with Ripple. It's estimated that remittances in India in 2018 would surpass $70 billion. And with all the money that was printed in 2020, I'm sure that's over $100 billion now. We've got 13 major banks looking forward to joining RippleNet and using this old application called MoneyTap. Japanese financial institutions such as SBI have been huge advocates of this new technology. And we've got many other global brands down here. But the one that I want to focus on is 7Bank. That's the country's largest convenience store ATM provider with over 25,000 ATMs already in operation. That is in the United States and in Indonesia, and they're going to be partnered with RippleNet going forward, guys. What is going on? We know Ripple's shutting down their central bank, and also their former employee is leading the CBDC project in India. They're leading the CBDC project in Australia. Johnny Crypto, we're coming to you. Uh, you know, like I said the other day, Ripple's like a virus. <laughs> I should say there is Ripple. That's what I want. I there's only one, the only virus I want to see. Ain't the C word virus. I want to hear about the RippleNet virus. That's the one that I'm fully supportive of and want to see happen. This is big news. When did you say this article came? was this? It's it's so I don't want to mislead people. It is an old article. It's from 2019, but there's been some updates. So they go back to this article and it was actually updated as early as April 28th of this year. Okay, just so just for full. But it still links yeah. relationships. So exactly. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the good news right here, what you're seeing is banks saw value in this system. And that to me is the message that matters at the end of the day is that is there a technology out there that's going to make people's lives simpler, better, you know, more, more efficient, cheaper, better is what I always say right on this show. 
And we know that it's going to do that for the banks and the banking system. And that's what they want to see. By the way, I just want to call this out because I know Gonzo and I were both on the same page here. You know, you guys are all talking about Flair. Oh, Flair is going to come out. They're going to do the drop. Blah, blah, blah. What I say? The boy that cried wolf. Wait, where's Flair? Where is it at? Where is this airdrop that everybody's been waiting for? So, Selman, wherever you are, hopefully you're listening. Cough up your bet. You owe you owe our brother Gonzo money. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a while before we see Flair. But this is, this again, good encouraging news that we're seeing lots of banks adopting a system. It's very, very encouraging. And, of course, there's apps. There's this NFT stare again. We got we, – <laughs> I'm sorry. That continues to happen this week. This Miami Wi-Fi, it's killing me out here. But, yeah. guys, I think this is a great time to play the Merlin ad. Johnny, why don't we talk about our exit strategy and then let that thing play while I get our article pulled back up. Yeah, so, you know, guys, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, you know, as we're talking about here, when you're playing in this market, you want to make sure, because we know these, these well, a couple things, right? We know that these things go up and down really fast as euphoric runs and pumps, and you don't want to miss those. So we've created a tool to help you bring all your coins in one place here at the Academy. And that tool also give you notifications when things are pumping. So I'm going to play this ad and you can see what it does. And then the great news is you can sign up below for a free 30-day trial with this link. Here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, you're not alone. And it's probably because you don't have an exit plan. The good news is that it doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. First, it brings all your coins into one place from many exchanges and wallets, so you can simply see all of your assets across one screen. Next, you can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin's smart algorithm lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. So go to at Get Merlin Crypto on Twitter. That's at Get Merlin Crypto and sign up for our 30-day free trial to get whitelisted so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't wait and miss out on this new and innovative app. Sign up today and get on our Merlin whitelist. It is the smartest way to track your crypto. And Johnny, what gets me so excited is we all made the same mistake of not taking enough profit in 2021. So we took the time to create a solution for that problem. And I think that's what this industry is all about. So if you guys want to sign up for that Kickstarter and that free 30-day trial, check out the link down below. And of course, support our man, Johnny CryptoWire there. But we got people in the live chat asking us to address quant. Before we even do that, we're going to give you guys a Flare Networks update because there is free money in the air, people. The token distribution event that is supposed to take place with Flare will happen between October 24th and November 6th, subject to feedback from exchanges. <laughs> Flare will launch their beta in the first six to nine months, and that's not going to affect the initial airdrop. Johnny Crypto, we've been talking about this airdrop for God knows how long, almost two years now, it feels like. Are you getting excited about this, or do you expect these dates to come and go? Come on, man. I can, Listen, the XRP lawsuit is going to get settled before we ever see this Flare airdrop, as far as I'm concerned. I was so pumped about Flare a few years ago. It's so long ago, I forgot Flare even existed. That's how long it's been. I bought the IOUs because I didn't. I wasn't in XRP. You had to be in it before uh, December, I want to say 12th or 20th, one of those dates. And I was an ab. So, unfortunately, for guys like me, I was excited about this thing. So like an idiot, I went and bought the air, uh, the IOUs on BitTrue, thinking like, oh, I'll be able to get it. Well, two years later, I'm still waiting for these damn IOUs. So who knows when they're going to drop this thing. 
But I've got a little bit of bags there when whenever they do drop it. We'll see what happens. I'm not hold let me tell you this advice. Don't hold your breath because you're probably gonna die before you see this thing happen. You're spot on, Roto. And we had a funny comment in the live chat. Somebody said, I expect the ripple wind to coincide with the flare airdrop. Before we get into our next article, do you think that could be the case? Yeah. Uh, yes, and Roto? Yeah, no, I and yeah, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Flair is purposely delaying, 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 so that we wait for, you know, the uh what do you call it? The um the settlement of the lawsuit. Because then that's gonna Shoot, allow my Wi-Fi keeps cutting out, guys. I, I hope you can still hear me. We can. Yeah, we can. See, see, yeah. So anyway, um, nonetheless, the point is I think that when we look at this, this the, there's gonna be, I think, some sinking that's what i'm guessing is happening here where we're going to see them being coordinated it makes it makes sense for that to happen because why do an airdrop with xrp and then it can't be used or people can't sell it can't move it right right i totally agree roto and they're asking for quant in the live chat so that's what we're going to give you right now we have an update from quant network breaking down some of the most important partnerships on the planet we've got mit oracle bank of england nexi group which is actually working to develop the european cbdc pay uk hyperledger and lack chain they said, are you not convinced yet? Because they are Billy. This is what the utility that we always talk about. Over 1,000 banks around the world are ready to use Quant. And we've got 570 central banks on the planet already signed up to use Quant Network to, to facilitate traditional finance onto the blockchain. I'm going to give you the floor and then we'll continue. Man, this thing's ready to it's, it's ready to pop, dude. It's prime work. We've already come off of our downtrend. We hit the bottoms. Now we're on trend again to go back up. So we're... we're we're hitting that resistance around 142, 145. If we can get above that 160, it's going to get exciting. Uh, that 140 to 160 is going to be key right now. Let's see, see where it's going to go. But, I mean, I, I'm good entering off this trend line. I mean, you can still get in at the 120s if it comes down. I still think it's going to have a little pullback to the 120s before it actually uh, takes off again. But th this, this is a, a beautiful chart setup. I mean, we're going right into uh, – matter of fact, I'll share my screen. Can I share it? Yeah. Here we go. People bear with us here because we're going to show you guys some very important stuff. But one of the things I want to update. Oh, Bill, you got that chart. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So you can see it, it, it's got its resistance here. We've hit a couple times and we just have it at the 140 area. I mean, it's going to go a little above and below. But we established support. Now we're taking that trend. Like Johnny was saying earlier, you don't want to fight the trend. You don't want to fight this until it's starts fight. finding its sideways movement. You can see the double bottom here. We had resistance. This is a little different. This is a lot more volume coming in. We've had it establish that trend. I still think we're going to pull back a little bit to this area. As long as we can main, remain this trend, we, we still have a chance to, to pop out of this. The first level of resistance you guys are going to really have to pay attention to is going to be the 160 and then 180. If we can get up in that area, we'll really be good. But I mean, you can see a little cup and handle starting to form. We've got the, late, uh, the bottom part of the cup. If it actually forms into a cup, I mean, we can swing all the way up here. But with saying that, make sure you're you're taking profits on the way up. Uh, very key. Get in while you can in DCA. Hey, Billy, what's that? If you said that if it pulled back, what's that? If it pulls back to that rising trend line, yeah, what would what would you expect? What is that price? What is that in around the one? It's about the 113, 110. I wouldn't all want right. it to go. I wouldn't want it to go below 110. Once we go from that 110 to 109, the psychology changes a little bit. For people. Uh, and it could pull back, but I'm I'm glad if it pulls back to ninety dollars again. Awesome, yeah, got a little pullback before we go. 
we can actually show our listeners something pretty cool, which is why the price may be rising in the first place. Quant has not only signed up with a thousand banks around the world and 570 central banks, they're going to be focused on creating utility for central bank digital currencies. So Quant is going to bring blockchain interoperability specifically for central bank digital currencies, also referred to as state currencies. Quant Network, which has already managed to work with the Digital Pound Foundation on CBDCs in the Bank of England, the company can be considered almost a monopolist in this sector. This is very, very bullish, and this is very interesting. Johnny, I'd love for you to close us out. Yeah, I mean, does anybody see the puzzle coming together here, or is it just me? You see all the pieces? We talked about the other day the Digital Pound Foundation is working with Ripple. Now you're seeing the Quant is in here, too. You're starting to see all these common names that are going to be, again, it's going to be a coexistence. It's going to be a system of coexistence of these different blockchains working together to all help each other out. That's what we want to see. We want to see these partnerships. That's why everybody's super excited about Quant. I'm still kicking myself for not buying more at 40. I'm probably going to always say that. But this is exciting. I mean, this is what, again, I, you. this is the way you're going to, you know, we're so early, so people don't understand how these things work. But this is how it happens. Companies come together. Um, standardizations get formed. Some win, some lose, some drop out. And so, again, I'm starting to see a common theme here between Ripple and Quant. I don't know if anybody else is seeing it, but you're seeing a lot of those. That would be a perfect, perfect marriage. And I want to remind our listeners that anytime you see Nexi Group, which is partnered with over 1,000 banks, they use Quant for settlement, and they're the ones who are going to be building the central bank digital currency for Europe. There's so much positive news with Quant and XRP. That's why we talk about them almost every single day. We've got so much news to get into. We're going right back to Ripple XRP. As Judge Netburn has ruled that the SEC must hand over the William Hinman documents after several months of dispute. Ripple Labs scored a major victory in its continuing legal battle against the SEC. As on September 29th, the U.S. District Court Judge Torres ruled a release of the Hinman documents from former SEC Corporate Finance Division Director William Hinman. Back in June of 2018, Hinman stated in a speech that Ethereum was not a security. Ripple Labs considers that speech a key piece of evidence against the SEC in this case, and the circumstances surrounding that speech and Hinman's actions leading up to it are a source of considerable confusion. Judge Torres decided to overrule the SEC in its objections to releasing the document, so we should have some positive news soon. And as you could tell, as soon as this news came out yesterday, we went from 43 cents to 49 cents, and now we're right back to where we started, which is very typical. I guess I'm going to start with Johnny Crypto, and then we'll go to NFT Tones. What does this mean to you, Roto? Obviously, we covered this a little bit in the beginning of the episode, and you don't believe they're going to actually release the documents. But what do you believe this means? Are we close to a settlement? Is the SEC beginning to fold? You know, I wish I knew more about the legal process. And I, if we have an attorney out there, I would love to have you guys comment in or chime in here. Maybe we need to get like Jeremy Hogan or, or somebody on the show, either him or Phil, uh, what's the other guy, Deaton. What, what, what I don't understand is how many freaking times can they keep going back and, and delaying and denying and asking, you know, to, to overrule? How many times can they basically appeal? I don't even know what call I mean, but thank you, Drake J. Um, but the reality is I just don't know how many more times they can keep going through the process of asking for a delay of this freaking thing or to, to, to not or to, I'm sorry, to, to request to not show those emails. So that's the that's why I can't answer the question apps because I don't know the process. But because I didn't think five times was even possible, and here we are, like the fifth time. Like, how many times do they need to be told by the freaking judge hand over the goddamn emails? I mean, we're like the fifth, sixth time. 
We'll see those emails. We'll see Hillary's emails before we'll see those. <laughs> no, but I think I think uh, who was it? Whoever said it earlier in the show, they said we'll see the emails. They'll get released after the settlement. Exactly. Right? Yes. You're never seeing Hillary's. Nope. Emails. Don't forget no. those things. Those things are. Right. Those things are. Billy, and we covered something really interesting. As Fox News got a hold of William Hinman's schedule yesterday, and what they found is that two weeks before they filed a lawsuit against Ripple. William Hinman was ripping, meeting with Ripple advisors, discussing whether XRP was a security or a crypto. This is pretty interesting stuff, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Bro, they just, they're just they all dirty bastards, man. And, and how can they do this? Because they're part of the Alphabet crew. And, you know, the government can do whatever they want. They can delay whatever they want. They have unlimited power, unlimited sources. That's why it's hard to fight against them. So when you find someone that has the nuts like Garling House and Ripple to actually stand their ground, you know, go through it, it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing. I, I, I agree. I don't think we'll see it. Um, if we do see it, I agree. Also, it'll be after everything's done and said, and we'll still have to fight to see it, I think, at that point, because then they, they got to take that L, a very public L, and that L will prove corruption in the SEC. And what they brought up in this article is that this case is going to set precedent for the entire market, which is why the SEC is so hesitant to settle. But we got 264 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics, which, of course, it's going to involve XRP. But I want to get one more quote here before we kick it to NFT Tones because the case was initially seen as going very bad for Ripple, and the company pursued a variety of strategies to defend itself. It wasn't until September 17th when Ripple Labs and the SEC both filed for summary judgment with the U.S. District Court, allowing us to speculate on a possible settlement NFT tones. I'd just like to get some quick thoughts from you. We've got smart contracts and NFTs yet to be incorporated onto the XRPL. Forget about the lawsuit. What do you think that's going to mean for this network? Yo, I think once NFTs and smart contracts come to uh, XRPL, it's going to be a whole different ballgame. Because once it actually comes, we will actually be able to see what people will be able to do on the XRPL. And we'll actually be able to see what banks will do with NFTs possibly. Because I have a strong belief that banks are going to incorporate NFTs in some kind of form, shape, or way. I believe it. And they're also going to custody crypto at some point. We got to bet on that. But we got some breaking news as Germany agrees on a $200 billion package to battle the 70-year high inflation Battle inflation by printing more money. Billy, I'm going to you. It's the dumbest shit ever, bro. That's not how you battle inflation by printing more fucking money to put in it. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life, man. You got to quit all this stupid-ass spending and get back to it. That's why you know this is on purpose. It's either intentional or you have complete incompetence running the world. I believe it's complete incompetence or um, purposeful. And then, that, of course, that leads me to other things. But... Dude, we're doing the same thing. That's the only reason that we we haven't totally tanked at this point is because we keep printing the money. And eventually that's going to have to stop. And and ultimately the markets are going to pay the price for it. But this is this is all they're doing. And now you look at what happened to uh, in Russia, the Nord Stream pipeline that got blown up. That's going to that's going to that's going to turn interesting for us, too, because then they're not going to be dependent on him. More energy for us so, or to send to them. So. Johnny, and we saw something pretty interesting yesterday is the European banks and, or the Bank of England was forced to turn on the printing press and start buying back and manipulating the bond market because it was collapsing so quickly. Now we got Germany printing another $200 billion. What the heck is going on? Well, this is the part I don't understand. <laughs> you, When you print money, you create inflation. <laughs> so, so if you're trying to battle inflation, you can't print more money. It just doesn't work that way. You stop printing money. You have to take money out of the system not put more money into the system 
So I don't, I'm just completely baffled and confused. It's just complete bamboozleism. I have no idea what the hell that means. I don't know how they're going to do that. You can't fight inflation by adding more inflation. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm retarded. I don't know. know, It it goes back to, you know, when they scream all the time, we're going to tax the 1%. We're going to tax the wealthy. It's fucking impossible. I need people to understand that. You cannot tax the wealthy. Because they don't own their wealth. There's yeah. so many different levels of buffer in between that. So when you hear people talk about we're going to tax the rich, you can tax their business. They're not going to touch them. That's not how it works. There's the, that's why they're smart. That's why they have the money. Like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'll be off my soapbox now. No, I appreciate it, Billy. And we got 250 live listeners. Show us some love. The SEC is losing jurisdiction within this market. And we got the CFTC coming in and trying to grab a hold of Bitcoin and Ethereum. As the chairman of the CFTC calls Bitcoin and Ethereum digital commodity tokens and said the regulator is seeking more power from Congress in order to regulate this market. U.S. Congress is going to regulate Bitcoin and Ethereum and other digital tokens as commodities. Benham, who's the chair of the CFTC, reiterates a position held by other U.S. regulatory agencies that Bitcoin is a commodity, but he takes a contested position that Ethereum is also a commodity. So it's interesting. I'd like to see if he's paid by any Ethereum Alliance member, so I'm going to be sure to look into that this weekend. We are a devastate. We, sorry, we're a derivatives regulator, so the authority that I've been asking Congress for is for cash authority. That way we can go after Bitcoin and the rest of the cash markets, including Ethereum and other digital commodity tokens. Chairman of the CFTC chair, Gary Gensler, of course, took the time to disagree. No surprises there. But what do you think, Billy? Is Bitcoin decentralized enough to be considered a commodity? Bro, I don't think I'm educated enough on Bitcoin because you know how I feel about Bitcoin. I love it so, so much. Uh, So I wouldn't be the the best person. I just... I understand Bitcoin from like a personal aspect of, you know, being free, not being tracked, et cetera, et cetera. I think everything's tracked no matter what. I don't give a shit what we do at this point. Everything is tracked. So um, I'm not a fan of the CBDCs just because of what comes with it. But I have to understand what game is being played. Um, So, yeah, I just the only way I'm going to get in Bitcoin is if it drops down to 15. I understand the market moves with it. But as far as that, no, bro, I wouldn't know enough. Johnny, the CFTC and the SEC are battling it out here. Why do you think they want control of this market? What is the importance of the SEC getting control? Like, why does that benefit the chairman of the SEC to have control of crypto? Because remember how they make their money. They make their money by going settlements. That's how they get paid. So the more they can go after these agencies or whatever you want to call them, cryptocurrencies, blockchains, companies, the more they can go after these guys, and Billy is on fire, baby. Light him up. Let's go. Billy lighting it up during the storm. Got to love it. Uh, at the end of the day, they make their yeah. money off of this. So now if you make all this stuff legal and you make it where you're, you're, it's no longer in their jurisdiction, then how are they going to make money? How are they going to go after and suit, right? I mean, they will. They'll go after other. But this is a big, big opportunity market. You have something new coming to the market that nobody and their mother understands. And there's a huge opportunity to exploit, you know, to be able to start going after these companies and suing them and charging them all these settlement fees, right? There's billions of dollars and penalties that are going to be coming in the years after all you go. They're going after you saw they're going to Voyager and Nexo and Celsius, and there's going to be all this opportunity to sue all these companies. And so I think personally, and I don't know, I don't, I'm not a government guy, I don't know how that works, but to me, I know that part of it. And if you're them, you don't want to see that go away. You know, that's one income stream that you lose. Would you want to lose your income stream, Abs? No. And the minute you were about to lose it, guess what you're going to do? You're going to fight like hell to keep it. And that's 
what you're seeing happening right now, in my opinion, between the SEC and the CTFC. Now, what's interesting is that really Congress has the ability to fix all of this because Congress, the way our country is set up, for those of you who don't know, Congress makes the laws. Congress can say this is real, this is legal, this is what works, this is what doesn't work, and then they would go and enforce it. And we're waiting for Congress to do that, right? We know they're working on regulation, and, and that's what we need to happen. So I think that's what's going on there, Abs. That's funny. And we got a good comment from one of our listeners, Planet702. It said, will they tokenize every market at once or will it happen one by one? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to happen one by one. We're going to see it happen slowly over the next three or four years. And most of the settlement transitions are going to happen in the background. They're not even going to tell you they're switching over to this new tech, which is pretty, pretty interesting until it's 2025 and they're able to capitalize on this new market. Johnny, Billy, any closing remarks? I, I agree. When you're trying to scale anything, especially something of this size that you're trying to adapt to the world, you can't turn it all on at once. It'll, it'll fail. You, you have to scale in, get problems. Different areas of the market are going to react differently. People in different areas are going to treat it differently. So I, I think it's going to be a slow turn on as well. And when we talk about bullish sentiment for this market, we've got some pretty exciting news for U.S. crypto holders. As U.S. lawmakers have introduced a bill to allow Bitcoin and crypto allocations in your 401k and retirement savings, this is the tip of the iceberg. Johnny K, would you add crypto to your 401k? Of course. Uh, I already did. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, I, I for those who don't know, you can do you can do an iTrust. I did a rollover and put it into iTrust, and um, and you can even convert it to a uh, thank you, Ivan. We appreciate it. The chat is what this is all about. We have a great chat out there, um, chat room. But anyway, that's in the game, Johnny K. Absolutely, no question about it. But this is huge. This is freaking huge. I've been waiting for this for a while because what I've been telling you guys. There's a shit ton of money on the sidelines that can't come in until this happens. This is exactly what we want to see happen. Now, obviously, they're introducing the bill, which means we're probably a year before, way before it happens. But, but yeah, Fidelity says, yes, please. Of course they do. I'm saying, yes, please. We all want this to happen. This is going to drive the price of Bitcoin up. It's going to bring some stability to price, right? Because most people think about it. Let me ask you guys a question. How often do you go in there and adjust your 401k plan? Not very often. So what that means is you're going to have this constant buying. Of, first of all, you're going to have a huge flood of money driving into Bitcoin. And that's just going to drive it up, right? And then secondly, now you've got all this money sitting in there that really is stagnant money. And Billy, you can explain it better than me. But So you got money that, you know, it's not day trader money. Like 401k, I don't touch it. I put it in there and each month it just buys a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more based on the allocations I pick. And so you can kind of see... You're, I, I get, I'm guessing you're going to see a settlement where, where Bitcoin's going to find a floor at that point after it does a major pump of all these 401k plans buying into it. And then you just have a nice growth. So to me, this is freaking huge news. I can't wait for it to happen. Um, and it's why I'm, why I'm DCing into Bitcoin now at 20 because I don't want to have the same feeling I got. With, with quant not buying at 40. So I don't care if it goes down to 12. And John, you know what it reminds me of? We learned so much from your friend, Mark Yusko. When he came on our show, he said, how do you miss out in a bear market? Or how do you lose in a bear market? You miss out. What happens in a bull market is you don't sell the top. What happens in a bear market is you don't invest at low prices. So exactly. NFT, right? NFT tell has been a while since I heard from you. We got 235 live listeners. If you're enjoying this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. NFT tones. Crypto's coming to 401ks. When are you going to be a billionaire? Yeah. I can't invest in a 401k yet, but you know what? When I can, I'm putting it straight into crypto because that is my belief. And just like Johnny Crypto said, putting it in now is the best bet. So 
I agree. Thank you so much. And we're going to show our listeners a pretty cool video breaking down how this market is set to explode and how midterm elections could play a key role. This clip is about 90 seconds. We're not going to play the whole thing, but I'll give you a good section and then get some comments from the group. Here we go. Joins us for more on this. Good to see you. Becky. Good morning. We got an exclusive look at a new poll that shows some of the most critical swing states of the midterm elections. There are more voters who own a digital asset than hold a union membership card. Now, that's according to new data from Morning Consult and Han Ventures. That's the $1.5 billion fund started by Katie Han. And it could make these voters an influential new block. The poll showed 18% of voters in New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio, and Pennsylvania hold cryptos or NFTs. Now, most of them are working class voters. 79% make less than $100,000, about a third of minorities, and they tend to be young. 65% are between 18 and 44 years old. NFT Tones, you just missed that age demographic because you are 17 years old, but 65% (laughs) are between, (laughs) I'm only kidding, Tones, and 65% of the people are between ages 18 and 44. What that tells me is that this new generation is more accepting and, and willing to use this technology. It's similar to when they came out with the iPhone and the old people said, I'll never buy one of those things. 10 years later, if you don't have a smartphone, it's almost like you can't exist in society today. It's very, very difficult. But I'd like to get some of your thoughts. The younger generation is more willing to accept crypto. Why do you think that is, Tones? Oh, I I mean, it's just going along with society. I mean, usually it's the younger kids that get involved first. It's always the younger kids that do stuff first. And then it goes to the older people. So, like, it's always us who pick up the new technologies. Like, we grab the phones. We grabbed other stuff such as video games and stuff and then pass it along and then like so we got to use it first and then once we make it like like a society norm then other people start to pick up on it and generally it's the younger generation that make things a norm so usually like even like stupid things like silly bands in elementary school it was always the younger kids and then it went up till like sixth grade seventh grade So it's always going up from the younger generations. And so that's why I'm not surprised to see that the younger generations is starting to get involved. And it's actually makes this really important in these swing states because they could actually play an important role in voting. So I I actually think that this could be more important than people actually understand. And as more and more people get into um, crypto, states actually need to come up with ways to not scare and scare people off because they could scare potential voters. And so now they have to really pay attention to what they say with regulation and everything like that. So I, I definitely think that this is going to be really interesting. And it's definitely positive news that the younger generation is more excited about this stuff. But the fact that 79% have incomes under 100K, it's a little bit surprising to me. I'm, but I, it, I think it's good to note only 2% of males aged 20 to 40 make over six figures a year. So the fact that 20% do, I think it's actually above the normal rate. So it's a little bit misleading with the statistics there. I'd like to get yeah. some thoughts from Bill. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, it was actually so. So we we did some research as we were developing Merlin. What we saw was that uh, some of these, so about 30%. 30 or 35% of people make over 100K. So it's actually a big number, actually, believe it or not. Um, and more importantly, what they left off of here, which is impressive, um, interesting, is the crypto voter, the demographic, the key one in crypto, 80% is male. So that's a big, big number. And the reason why I'm bringing that up isn't because I'm a male, but 20% are female. But I believe females vote. I don't know the statistics, but I'm pretty sure females vote more than males um, by a small percentage difference. But 
females, I believe, are, are, are better vote or, you know, are more apt to vote or prone to vote. So, you know, I don't know. So obviously, you know, but I do believe there could be some significance. There's no question about it that when you're going into the booth, you're going to have crypto on the mind. There's no question. And I think the younger generation specifically will. Here's the problem with that. The younger generation, 65% doesn't vote. Not the 18 to 44 group, but the 18 to 25 group, they don't vote. They're lazy. Ask Tones how many times he voted. You know, so they don't vote very often. <laughs> Oops, wait, don't ask Tones. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I, since I've turned, I've voted every year. I don't want to even hear that. No, 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 no. Anyway, the point is, I think the younger generation doesn't vote. So it'll be interesting. But but do I think that in a swing state, it could matter? Yeah, there could be a little bit there. But you're right. The, the, those the statistics, you know. They're not, I don't think it was true. They could be manipulated. Just to let yeah. you know, I even vote in my town elections. Yeah, okay. Hmm, very, very interesting. I do not, but I do vote for our president and other key political things. We're going to dive into our last article for today because we got some pretty cool NFT news and we got tones in the building. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Warner Music partners with OpenSea to create more Web3 opportunities for artists. Warner Brother is partnering with OpenSea to allow a platform for select musical artists to build and extend their fan base into a Web3 community. The collaboration between these two entities will allow select artists to open uh, to use OpenSea's newly rolled out feature, which allows artists to launch NFT collections, limited edition projects on their own customizable and dedicated drop packages. We know NFTs are taking the market by storm, and it feels like every day we're getting a new adoption article. NFT Tones, it's our last article for today. Wish our listeners a great weekend and tell us some of your thoughts. Yeah, so I wish you guys a great, great weekend. But what do I think about this article? Well, let me tell you, I think that this is huge because the biggest thing about NFTs is the community. And this is going to allow artists to actually bring their community together, get them involved, maybe give out tickets, parties, different kinds of things that actually incorporate their community. And it could be really, really interesting to see what actually comes out of this. I think that this could be a really big partnership. And especially as these communities grow and get bigger i think it could be really really interesting what we actually see and i think that it won't just be musicians it's definitely going to be artists too but i feel like this could go out and be like even for modeling like models and even movie actors and stuff i feel like that you can actually create a community around the people that you like and it'll be really really interesting to see what they can offer to the community and to the people because a lot of these people, they're good people. A lot of these actors, they want to give and help their community because without them or without us, without you guys, they wouldn't be where they are. That's a great place to end it, NFT Tones. But Johnny Crypto, I'd like to get some closing remarks. We got the Ripple news, so let's just end it on that note. This shift in the new financial system starts in November of this year. We always talk about the ISO tokens. The shift to ISO will happen by March of 2025. Here we are in 2022. Why don't you send our listeners off in a great weekend and give them some positive thoughts? Yeah, I think the good news is I say all the time here, we're so early, it feels late, but you're not late. You're early. You have plenty of time. Matter of fact, I was looking at IOTA yesterday or this morning, and I think it's sitting around, oh God, I don't know, 20 foot, 30 cents. <laughs> or maybe it was 80 cents. I don't remember, but it's under a dollar. And I'm like, holy crap, there's so much opportunity out here, guys. There's so much coming. You're so damn early. Do your research. Watch the Good Morning Crypto Show. Join the 3T Academy. We got a free Discord. Join Billy's course. Learn how to trade. Join Andrew's course. Learn how to get in and out of stuff. And then get the Merlin tool. We got all these things in place to help set you up. If you're not a millionaire or multimillionaire by 2025 to 2030, I don't know what else to tell you. 
we pretty much have given you everything. We're telling you, we're trying to help lead you there. So, um, not financial advice. I was going to end with that. Do your research, follow the show. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. Awesome. And that's a beautiful place to end it. So we'll close this thing off the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny. Thank you to Billy. And thank you to NFT Tones. We got 243 live listeners. I hope every single one of you has an amazing weekend. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here. We're going to see you guys on Monday, hopefully with some positive news for the markets. Warriors, ah, let's get shit together, baby. I almost forgot that. Let's go. Ha, ha, ha.